Welcome to the Speak Your Way to Cash podcast, a podcast where we teach speakers how to land paid speaking engagements and corporate contracts. Each week, we deliver high-quality content that teaches you how to level up your speaking business. Be sure to join the Speak Your Way to Cash Facebook group after having your mind blown by this information-filled episode. Now, here's your host, Ashley Kirkwood, lawyer and professional speaker. This is the Speak Your Way to Cash podcast. Hey guys, it's Ashley Kirkwood. I'm so excited to be here with you all today and dive right in. So today we're going to be talking about my first paid speaking engagement and kind of how I got into speaking. I did an intro episode last week letting you all know that we are changing the direction of the podcast to be more in line with my professional goals and with the things that I do every day in my business. And so you guys already know that I'm a lawyer. I own Mobile General Counsel, the law firm for entrepreneurs, and I do trademark and contract law. But I want to talk today about kind of how I got started in the speaking world. And I always did, of course, speech and debate in school. So everyone hears those stories all the time. But the first time that I was paid to speak was actually from a church. Many of you who know me personally on Facebook, and for those of you who don't know me personally on Facebook, come on, join. We can be friends. Um, You all know that my dad's a pastor. You also know that my husband is like a third generation pastor. So I married a pastor, grew up under a pastor. And so it's no surprise that my first speaking engagement actually came from church. Now, I had spoken at church quite a bit um, growing up as a pastor's daughter, but it was not until I was invited to do an engagement for the Girl Scouts that was being held at a church that I was actually paid. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, they paid me $175 to do like a day-long workshop. So we're not talking about uh, a lot of money there. (laughs) So we're not talking about a lot of money there, but it was my first time being paid. And it was kind of at that point that I recognized, okay, well, this is probably a thing. There are probably people getting paid. And when I was in high school, I actually saw a speaker, Errol Moody, speak. And you all may have heard me mention his name, but he was the first full-time paid professional speaker that I'd ever met in my life. So that kind of planted the seed in high school. But I was paid to speak, and that was when I was in college. And it was $175. I didn't think much of it. Went on to law school, graduated from Northwestern Law, and then went on to try cases. And so, you know, as a lawyer, of course, you're paid to speak, but it's in a very different vein. So I did jury trials in Wisconsin, uh, Philadelphia, and Texas, and I really enjoyed that. The civil rights trial that I did was phenomenal. You're in front of a jury, so you're definitely speaking there. But it wasn't until... um, It was probably a few years into my legal career that I was asked to speak for a nonprofit that was being held at UIC. And this organization actually saw me in the news for something for an award that I had won. And they were like, you know, we'd love to have you come in with our students. And so this time my fee was in the four figure range or the no, not the four figure range. I think I may have told them I could do it for a couple thousand dollars and they were able to accommodate that. And that was fine. And it was probably at that point that I recognized, okay, if I have the capacity to do this, then I should probably scale this up, formalize it, figure out how to make sure that it's something that I can do every week or every month. The problem is when you're working full time, and I know a lot of you um, who are in the face Speak Your Way to Cash Facebook group, I kind of did a poll recently and asked how many of you are full-time speakers versus part-time speakers, and it was half and half, or full-time entrepreneurs versus part-time entrepreneurs. The vast majority of you are full-time entrepreneurs. 
entrepreneurs um, that listen, but there are a lot of part-time entrepreneurs that listen as well. And so what I would say is the challenge with speaking while having another job is the travel um, because the vast majority of my engagements this year will be out of state. I'm going to Virginia, Miami, Orlando, um, Atlanta. And so I'm not in Chicago often, which means that every single engagement requires at least a two-day commitment. So that's kind of the downside of the speaking profession. Traditionally, you're pitching all over the country and thus you're going all over the country. So after getting that engagement with the nonprofit, I then went on to get another engagement to speak to law schools at a conference for pre-law students. And the first year that I did this engagement, you know, they didn't really have my speaker's fee in terms of the budget. And I went down there and I basically told the organizer, look, if I come and speak, I know for a fact that you'll be able to accommodate my fee next year because I'm going to rock it out. And this engagement came after publishing a book, The Law School Hustle, which is how to get the grades, get the job and get the check. That book really helped to propel me into the legal education speaking world. So a lot of collegiate speakers speak primarily at undergraduate institutions. And this year, I will probably do half and half, maybe 15 undergraduate institutions and probably 30 law schools. But the the book really helped to serve as my launch pad, my authority into that field, speaking in the legal education field. And I think that, you know, if you want to speak to schools, having a book is a great, great, great asset. And I'm actually working on my second book, which is called, unsurprisingly, The College Hustle. So we'll have The Law School Hustle and The College Hustle. And The College Hustle should be out um, in September 2019. So right around the time that people go back to school, that's going to be the launch of the College Hustle, and I'm super excited about that. So if you're thinking about getting into the collegiate speaking world, I do think that having a book is a phenomenal lead-in. It just helps to um, it helps to make you an authority on the topic, and to the degree that you can, get a lot of or get at least some good reviews on Amazon about the book. So that's going to be very, very, very helpful. And then that let me to uh, took a course. I actually took the true speaking success course later in my speaking career after kind of floundering around for the first couple of years and booking gigs um, inconsistently. I took that course by Errol Moody and I thought that it was phenomenal. And so that was a really good asset and a, a really good lens into the college speaking arena. So if that's what you're in- interested in, that's that. But I, I really, my speaking career grew when I started booking more schools, when I started to pitch and sell and also simultaneously build my brand in the media. So get on television talking about topics that I'm passionate about, getting in, um, writing opinion p- articles for different media outlets, doing all of that really did help to propel my brand as a speaker and my authority um, as an expert. So I do, I I strongly recommend you learn to pitch both potential clients and media outlets at the same time to kind of build your brand and build your business. Because building your brand without also focusing on you know, building the sales side of your business just really won't work, right? Like it won't work, okay? So you can't just get in the press and hope people call you. Although that has happened to me, that is not the main way that I ensure that I'm booked um, out for the entire year. That just isn't, it's not really a feasible um, business model to just hope that I get in the press and then hope that someone sees it and hope that they call and hope that they have a budget. I mean, you don't want to base your business on that level of uh, hope. You want to base it on the work that you do. And um, so I started pitching. And so I don't pitch, there are some speakers that are pitching two to 3,000 people a week. I don't do that. I pitch about 350 new clients a week, cold pitch, meaning I find their emails and I pitch them. And the reason I pitch that amount is I have found that that is the amount of people whose responses I can manage while still running my other business, okay? So what you want to 
you want to remind yourself that it's not just you throw these emails out there. It's that you manage them and you get them on the phone and you start selling to them. So let's say I were to pitch. So I get about 20% response rate. Meaning if I pitch 300 people, then I am going to have about 60 people that respond. Of those 60 people that respond, I will probably have about 10 to 15 that want to do a call and learn more about me, okay? Now, those numbers mean that I will have to have about 15 calls or schedule about 15 calls every single week. So times that by four, that would be about 60 calls over the course of a month and a half because I spread the calls out and I only do my college intake calls on Wednesdays. That's because I have other businesses that I'm running. So you want to make sure that when you're you're developing your pitch plan and you're developing your plan to speak to people and get them on the phone, um, which is what I highly recommend for these engagements, that you can get a feel for if you're a good fit for them. They can get a feel for if you're, they are a good fit for you. You can talk to them. They can hear your voice. They can understand your professionalism. They can also understand how you do business. Then, you know, you want to make sure that you're not pitching so many people that you're inundated with emails and you can't manage it all. And to be frank with you guys, I, I don't manage it all all by myself. I have a team that helps me to manage my emails. I have one um, wonderful office manager that helps me manage my law firm, another wonderful office manager and administrator who helps me manage my speaking business. And so we kind of work together as a team. And uh, as we grow, I will probably bring on additional people. So you want to make sure you have systems in place and a team when you can, once the money starts coming in, uh, allocate some of that money to hiring great people who can help you manage it and make sure your calendar is up to date. Because the worst thing is if someone is interested and you miss an email. I mean, that could mean for me $5,500 that's just down the drain because I didn't respond. And it doesn't look professional when you're reaching out to them. They respond to you and you can't respond promptly to them. So you just want to make sure you're thinking about all that because I have some people that are in my Speak Your Way to Cash program that are super ambitious. And they're like, okay, great, I'm about to pitch 5,000 people. And I'm like, yeah, but it's just you. And you have a full-time job and you have other things that you do. Will you be able to manage the responses from all 5,000 of those individuals? Probably not. And I mean, getting, you know, sourcing 5,000 individuals or 5,000 potential clients takes a lot of time as well. So we will talk eventually about how to find engagements and how to streamline that process and some even some lists that you can purchase of potential clients, depending on the your niche market. There are some, there is some benefit to that. But you want to make sure you can manage it, okay? So in terms of how my career got started, that's kind of how it got started. How it scaled up was me pitching. So there's not really a secret sauce to it. Now, once you... There is a secret sauce to like making sure you send the right emails, making sure you're pitching the right people, making sure you're responding to emails, making sure you have a sales script when you get them on the phone. So all of that is systematic and can be taught. And there are a lot of phenomenal teachers that will teach you their system. But what I've learned from taking classes and from learning from other people is that you really have to make sure that your sales system puts your best foot forward, puts your best skill set forward, puts your best asset forward. You want to make sure your emails are in your tone. There are some speakers that have a more um, entertainment, edutainment tone. They're more, I don't know, they're more funny. Maybe they're more um, engaging. Maybe their brand is a lot more like, hey, how are you? Exclamation points everywhere. Like you want to make sure you can live up to whatever you're sending out in writing. So you don't want to pick up someone else's email templates and then adjust it to their tone. No, you want it to adjust to your tone. Your business has to work for you in your processes and your capacity. So if you don't have a team, maybe even sending out 300 a week is going to be a lot because you can't manage that with your day job. So you really want to figure out what's going to work for you, what's going to work for you and niche it down. For me, it was, I, I, 
I do some corporate speaking engagements, but I pitch primarily for college and law school speaking engagements, okay? So I get some corporate stuff, but it's always inbound. So I've had banks reach out to me. I've had um, someone from Accenture reach out to me. And so we're, we're coordinating efforts on those fronts. But the vast majority of my speaking income comes from colleges, at least right now. And that may inevitably change and grow. And the reason for that was my product line aligned with colleges. So I had something to sell not only to the collegiate organizers, but also to the students. So I would go and speak and, and, you know, I would get paid by the school to speak. And then the students there would buy my book. So it was kind of for me, like in terms of a business model, it made sense for me to develop a brand in that lane, in that lane. So if you have a book out there that is more aligned with corporate speaking engagements, you can go and speak at a corporation. You can bulk sell your book. I have some schools that'll buy 50 to 100 copies or maybe even 500 copies of my book. And then I'll either waive the speaking fee or the speaking fee will be reduced. So you want to think about all the different um, streams you have in your business in order to make it make sense and make it make money. But it has to work for you. And because I know that a lot of you are uh, just starting out in your speaking journey, I want to say you have to start somewhere, okay? So all of this can seem extremely overwhelming if you're not doing it, if you're not able to do it every day, if you're part-time. So I wanna give you guys some actionable tips about what you can do to at least get started, okay? Here's what I'd recommend. Step one, figure out what you want to speak about. How do you figure this out? Well, what you wanna speak about is ideally going to be associated with what your expertise is um, or what you know. I like to break it down into what you do versus what you know. Are you gonna speak about something that you do, meaning I'm a lawyer, so I could speak about, you know, legal services or trademarking or contracts, or am I going to speak about what I know? So I have graduated from law school with a 3.8 GPA from Northwestern. I teach kids how to increase their academic success despite their academic obstacles of the past. That's what I know. I'm not currently a student anymore, but it's what I know. I've done that before in my past, so it's what I know. It's what I teach. You want to figure out, are you going to talk about something you do and something you know? And I'll tell you, I talk about both depending on the audience. So when I'm talking about what I do, traditionally, those engagements are at conferences. They're not paying my full speaking rate. They typically get um, a different rate than they would get if they were paying my full speaking rate. But more importantly, when I get there, I'm pitching the services of my business. So if it's what you do, you want to get before audiences that can potentially buy your products because otherwise you are um, you're <laughs> you're wasting time, money and energy. So you want to make sure that if you're going to do a what I do speaking engagement, then you want to make sure that the audience is well qualified. So you want to ask a lot of probing questions into who is the audience, if they can get you the average salary of the audience, if they can get you the average amount of years they've been in business, if they can get you any information about the industries that'll be present in the audience. All of that is very good information because I'll tell you, I get invited to speak every day. Every day, the speaking engagements that are inviting me are not paid. So if there is a time where I'm like, okay, well, I love speaking, I can maybe do one of my um, shorter presentations and come out and help out. It has to be beneficial. So I have to get my rate in one way or another. And that's what you want to that's definitely what you want to um, keep in mind and what you want to do when you're thinking about if you're going to do like a, a engagement based on something that you currently sell in your company. Now, if it's something that you know, you want to go to colleges and talk about something that you know, talk about becoming an academic success champion, or I do diversity trainings for corporations. It's stuff that I know. If you're doing those engagements, you just want to make sure you're pricing it right because typically you're getting one bite at the apple. So when I go to a corporation and do a corporate training on diversity or sexual harassment or gender 
generational training, I am not then selling the audience that I'm speaking to a book or a product or trying to get them on my email list. I'm there kind of as an agent of the company. So I am making sure that I am paid for my services and my time on the front end so that all I'm doing is delivering high value, con- high value competent content to the audience, okay? So you want to think about all the different ways you can potentially build your career as a speaker, but in terms of what can you do to get started, build a website. One, build. so after you figure out what you know or what you do or what your speaking topic will be about, you want to build a website. You need to have somewhere where clients can go to your website, find out what you talk about, hear you speak, and book you, right? Now, when I do outbound reach, I typically will... Um, reach out to them, send them a link to my website, but I'll always ask a question at the end asking whether or not they can hop on the phone with me on Wednesday, of course, because that's my day. Now, you, some of them will look at my website. Most of them, though, will wait until the call and Google me while we're on the phone. And so what they find may not be the actual speaking website. They'll look at maybe me on the jam talking about celebrity legal issues, or they'll see my YouTube show where I've interviewed entrepreneurs for a while, or they'll see... Um, my website, my personal website. Um, and so they will, they'll look up to see kind of who I am in the world wide web. And that's something to keep in mind. You want to Google yourself because what people, people are busy. So they're not necessarily doing all this research on you before the call. After all, it's your call. So you want to make sure when you Google yourself, something good comes out of it. And they're not looking at something that you're uncomfortable with, or they're looking at something that you know nothing about. You're like, oh my God, wait, how'd you find that? Where'd that come from? <laughs> and that did happen to me on one of my calls because um, I do so many podcast interviews and not for my personal podcast, but I've been on various other podcasts. And one of the podcasts was titled, Oh, Hell No. So I'm on the phone with a college and she says, oh, I see you here. You were on the Oh, Hell No podcast. And I'm like, of course, of all the podcasts that I've done, Oh, Hell No would be the one that comes up while I'm on this call with this potential client. And she's like, you know, she was totally cool about it. And then she was like, you know, I really like this dress that you have on in this um, <laughs> on your website. Where can I get that? So I send her a follow up email. I send her a link to the dress and I send her some more information that I'd like her to see. Now I'm sending out my TEDx talk. So if people want to watch a quick view of me talking, I send out that video. I think those are great videos. But you want to, um, you know, you want to make sure that you are, you are, cognizant about what is out there about you on the world wide web and what comes up when clients Google you, because trust me, they will Google you. All right. So if you're still rocking with me, I want to let you know something else. So what you talk about, you got to figure that out. Then you get your website built. One of the things that is genius um, is you can just buy a website template for speakers. I have one for Wix that I purchased. There's also a lot of them for WordPress. And I think WordPress is actually a better website host than, um, than Wix from what I've been told. I've just... I haven't switched yet because I've always had had Wix because I've always done some stuff with my own website. Now I'm actually working to, um, I'm getting my law firm website, my law firm and corporate training website redone. And that'll be on Squarespace. So you want to get a template if you're not, you know, that savvy or you can't afford to hire a graphic designer to do your website for you. 
and just build it out from there. For your demo reel, if you have any clips, even if they're unprofessional of you speaking, you can literally go to Fiverr, Fiverr.com, and have someone compile a lot of footage of you speaking. And if it's if it's unprofessional footage, like it's just taken from your phone, at least they can try to clean that up and compile it into a professionally edited speaker's reel. It's always going to be best to have one professionally done. And you also want to have client reviews in your speaker's reel. However, I'm a huge fan of starting where you're at and then growing to where you're going. So you don't have to have everything figured out and what what, and the reason I say this, guys, is because I know a lot of people who are in the Speak Your Way to Cash Facebook group. And I say that group because I am in that group all the time. Like, I talk to people in the group every day. I love meeting new people in the group. So definitely join. And I also do um, live videos on Thursdays about speaking topics. So I say start where you're at and grow where you're going because I know a lot of people that have analysis paralysis and then they think about things for too long and they don't do anything. They haven't pitched anyone. They haven't even started. And the more you pitch, the more you'll see which emails get responded to, the more data you'll have um, in order to collect to see, you know, what works, which emails am I sending out that are getting a higher response than others? How short do my emails need to be to elicit a response quicker? And all of that is just valuable, valuable data that you can use to grow your business. And regardless of if you're a speaker or not, developing a way to pitch, knowing how to pitch is integral to being in business, period. So as you guys know, I talk about confidence. I talk about these different things. But if you don't do anything with the information that you're learning, you won't be able to grow as fast or as um, profitably as you'd like. So you have to know how to pitch. Um, And to that end, to that end, I am hosting an event. It's called Speak Your Way to Cash, Obvi. And it's going to be, I'm doing one in Chicago and one in Atlanta. The one in Chicago is June 29th. We were 95% sold out last time I checked and I had added additional seats because the response had been so overwhelming. But if you want to attend that, you can take your phone out right now, go to your web browser and go to um, S-Y-W-T-C dot eventbrite.com. That's S-Y-W-T-C dot eventbrite.com. That stands for Speak Your Way to Cash. So S-Y-W tc.eventbrite.com for the Chicago event. And if you're in Atlanta or you're close enough to Atlanta that you want to fly into Atlanta to meet me for that event, then go to SYWTC3.eventbrite.com. That's SYWTC3.eventbrite.com. So I'd love to see you. I'd love to have you there. Um, We are going to talk about how to land paid speaking engagements, how to pitch, how to find engagements. We're going to do a sales training where we actually role play. We also have, if you're coming to the Chicago event, we have a branding panel of superstar brand strategists who will be talking to us about the colors that we need to use on our website and the mind theory behind that and building out a website and what needs to be included. We have a woman who's a guerrilla marketing expert talking about how do you land those engagements through relationships. So not just through sending out cold emails, but by really developing relationships and by using your network, even if you think you don't have one. Um, And we'll also have another brand expert who will be talking about building your brand from the inside out. So the importance of knowing who you are before jumping into having a new business. So the event is going to be awesome. We have amazing reviews from it. You can find those reviews um, in the link for this particular podcast episode. I'll put a link to those reviews in there. But um, it's going to be an awesome event. And of course, join the Facebook group, Speak Your Way to Cash. Just Google it on Facebook. I'll also include that link in the description of this podcast so that you can get access to that. But I am happy to go with you on your journey. And I am so excited to announce this. 
for you guys who've been rocking with me, I think you're amazing because you've literally been listening to my voice primarily for the past for the past three months. However, for this new platform, Speak Your Way to Cash, I am so excited to announce we will be having guests. Okay, we'll be having guests on the podcast, which means you all will be able to still learn from me, but you will also get a, be able to learn from other superstar rock star speakers who have done so well in their careers. Our next guest will be Matt Ham. He's a speaker, author, and storyteller, and he's the founder, the founder guys, of an organization called Uprint, which is a faith and professional professional development, um, personal development organization dedicated to helping people discover the life they were created for. Now, Matt is someone that I actually heard speak at TEDx McHenry. I did a TEDx talk, so did Matt. I'll link to both of our TEDx talks is in the show notes as well. But let me tell you guys, Matt is a storyteller extraordinaire, okay? When he was telling his story in the room for the TEDx talk, you could literally hear a safety pin drop, okay? Notice I didn't say pin, safety pin. That's even lighter. He's phenomenal. I cannot wait to interview him and for you all to hear a little bit about his story, how he built his business, how he left his uh, career in insurance, his 10-year career in insurance to build that business. He is a wealth of information and an exceptional storyteller. So I know that you guys will gain a lot of value from Matt. So stay tuned. His episode will be launching next Monday at 5 a.m. You can listen to us. So I appreciate you guys rocking with me. Again, if you want to attend Speak Your Way to Cash, then please do go to SY. WTC.eventbrite.com for the Chicago event and SYWTC.eventbrite.wtc3.eventbrite.com for the Atlanta event. And I will either see you guys in Chicago or Atlanta. It's Ashley Kirkwood with Speak Your Way to Cash. Thanks for rocking with me and join next week for the interview with Matt. Talk with you next time, guys.